Do you often feel invisible or underappreciated? Maybe in your relationships you feel like people just take you for granted. Or in your job you feel like you're just not getting paid enough. In this video I'm going to break down why that happens and what you can do about it. So let's jump right in. The first thing you need to know is that there are four different situations you can be in at any point in life. We've got upside and downside. Upside meaning the opportunity is high. Downside meaning there's risk associated in this situation. So let me walk you through those four situations and then I'll tell you what to do specifically to get what you're really worth. First, you've got the optimal situation. High upside, low downside. So there's huge potential with minimum risk. Then we've got the risky option. High upside, high downside. For example, if you invest in Bitcoin, well, it could go to the moon or you could lose everything. Then we've got low upside, low downside. This is the safe option. There's minimum upside, but you also bear minimum risk. If you invest in gold, for example, this would be the equivalent. And then we've got the last situation, which is low upside, high downside. And this is the, the option, the situation you do not want. But sometimes you find yourself in here. Now, what has that to do with how you value yourself? Here's a simple thing. This is all subjective. This is all subjective. It doesn't matter what it really is because it matters how you see it. There is no objective reality. For example, if you're in a job interview, some people, they put a lot of pressure on themselves and they don't ask for a salary that they really aspire to have because they are afraid of, what if I don't get that job? What if they reject me? What if this is so astronomical that I rule myself out immediately? Other people, they go in and they're just unafraid to ask. They go for what they really want or they aim for something higher. What's the difference? Well, some people, they see the downside as minimum. They see it, yeah, if I get rejected, there are hundreds of other jobs available and the right employer will pay what I really want. And I also see this is like a negotiation. You set a starting point. So if you undervalue yourself, one thing I'd recommend is learn about negotiation. You cannot learn a lot about how to really value yourself. And one thing you'll learn in negotiation is that you set a high starting point because there is room for negotiation Whereas if you set the bar low, you literally have no breathing room to actually do something about it, to actually maneuver yourself. So what's the difference? People often see themselves in high risk situations. And when you see yourself in high risk situations, you're just in minimizing risk mode. You're not focus on the upside, you're not focused on the opportunity, you're all about minimizing risk. You see that in business a lot. For example, many consultants, they really undervalue yourself. I do a lot of consultant work and I do that on Fiverr, for example. And I see all these designers and they're amazing, but they charge like 10 bucks for a graphic. It takes them an hour, two hours to get that thing done. 
And I think like, you're so undervaluing yourself. You could earn so much more. But oftentimes, people are in survival mode. They don't see that upside. They don't see, yeah, whatever I get that client that pays me a, th a thousand bucks for that graphic. They're so worried about their day-to-day -day survival that they never get out of that mode. They never get out of the minimizing risk mode. So this is huge to understand. And this is the reason why we undervalue ourselves. We think this is necessary. I need to make this happen. But when you put too much pressure on yourself, you're just playing it safe. You play defense instead of offense. So this is so huge for you to understand. And then here are a few practical tips. First, if you don't ask for it, you'll never get it. Maybe you're in a job and you've been doing it for years and you do excellent work. Here's my question. Have you ever asked for a raise? Have you ever had that conversation? I mean, you've done the work, you've shown your value. Have you ever asked? Have you ever talked to your manager and asked, hey, could we talk about a raise? And if you really do beautiful, magical work, then your company will want to retain you. But you're just thinking about, well, what if my manager doesn't like it and he, she fires me? It is so important to shift our attitude towards what's the opportunity here? What could I gain? Most of life is not life or death. So what could you gain? So if you don't ask for it, you'll never get it. Then the second thing you need to do is once you're asked what you really have in mind, you say your number. Or if you're uncomfortable saying your number, then you ask, well, what's your budget? And then you hold your tongue. Then you literally say nothing. Hold it for five seconds, 10 seconds. Most people are so uncomfortable holding that silence that they will do anything to break that silence. Let me prove it to you. I could do this for hours. This is uncomfortable for most humans. So when you say your number, or you say, okay, what's your budget? The person says it, and then you say, well, I, I thought double that. That's my fee. And then you just hold your tongue. And I know this is difficult, especially when you're in person with someone. That silence, it is so uncomfortable, but not just for you, for the other person too. So you hold that silence and you don't cop out. You don't cop out. This is so important. I recently did this. I had a potential client. We already worked together. And then it was time for me to like share what I really have in mind to be paid. And I shared my number and I did what I said. I held my tongue. But then client was questioning well that is really a lot and the client she'd been working as a PR manager for 30 40 years and she was earning $600 a day I was asking for $300 an hour and then I made a mistake 
I caught that. I caught that. Sometimes it happens to me too. And I said, well, would you rather have a fixed price for the entire thing? And that literally told her that I didn't think I was really worth $300 an hour. And she left. We didn't do any business. So this is so huge. Don't cop out. Yes, there is a negotiation, but hold that silence. Be okay with it. And when you ask, there, there is little downside. You just have the opportunity to get something you've never had. So hold your tongue, hold your breath. I know it is so uncomfortable. It just doesn't feel good. But on the other side of that discomfort, there's huge untapped potential that you'll never get to if you don't ask and if you don't have the courage to actually do something about your current situation. And what you need to know is a lot of people are going to say no. For example, as I mentioned, I charge $300 an hour. Most people that would love to work with me, that's too much for them. That's too much for them. So I hear no a lot, but it doesn't matter because I only need two clients a month. Whereas if you charge like 10 bucks an hour, how many clients do you need? Well, plenty to make $2,000. Whereas I only need two clients and I make 2000 bucks a month. So see how powerful this is? When you charge more, you give yourself more breathing room. You give yourself more space for failure. Because if someone says no, there's another opportunity and you don't have to be so scared. You don't have to be so frightened of what if it doesn't work out? Well, if it doesn't work out, there's another client and you can hone your skills. What you need to learn about this is, it is a skill. Negotiation, it is a skill that you need to master because negotiation is so huge in life, whether it be in business or in your personal life. You're always in negotiation with other people. So learning how to communicate, learning how to negotiate is so vitally important and you have to realize there's always a next opportunity. Very rarely are you in a situation where the downside is so high and there's no next time. Here's the thing about this. You can minimize the downside by realizing this is not a singular game. When you ask for your raise and your manager says no, that's not the end of the world. That's not even the end of the game. You could come back a few months later and ask again and ask again. And if at some point you just realize, well, I'm never going to get what I'm really worth, then you explore other options. This is it. So don't think that one situation is going to determine everything. Don't put that high pressure on yourself. When you play on defense only, you're minimizing what you're getting in life. And then the last thing you need to know about this is, this is directly tied to your identity. So when you practice this, expect at first to hear a lot of notes because you really don't have the confidence yet. Many people, they just go in small increments, but you could make huge, tremendous leaps 
if you had the courage to go for something that feels completely uncomfortable. But at first, your identity is set at a certain temperature and you have to lift that temperature by asking again and again and again and again for what you're really worth. This is so key. It won't happen just by doing it once. You have to ask for it over and over and over again. One story I love is from a coach. He's a calls himself an exponential coach. His name is Rich Litwin. And when he started his career, he wanted one client to pay him for an entire year of coaching services at, I think it was $20,000. So here's what he did. Every day, he just talked to people. It took him 11 months to get the first person to say yes to pay $20,000 per year. I think it could be even more than that, I'm not sure. But it took him 11 months of talking to people every day to finally have his first client say yes to that offer. Now, did he stay broke along the way? No, because he found ways to negotiate. If someone wasn't able to pay for an entire year, then he said like, well, then let's work together for a month. He had even one client who could only afford to pay for 15 minutes of coaching. So that's what they did. They had a 15 minute coaching session. So this is not all or nothing, but see how your identity is really tied to this. The more practice you have asking for what you're really worth, the easier it gets. And the easier you feel comfortable in raising your number. So practice it. At first, maybe you just do it in the mirror. Just over and over and over and over again. Look yourself in the mirror and ask for what you're really worth. That alone can feel uncomfortable. So you do that and at some point you have to get out in the real world and really ask for what you're really worth. And be okay with no. A lot of people are going to say no. But some are going to say yes. And I'd rather have a few yeses that I feel good about than a dozen yeses that I don't like. When I say yes to business deals that I don't feel good about, I often end up with clients that I don't like, that they're a burden to work with. But I want to work with people who I love to work with. And when I ask for more, I typically attract better clients. So when you ask for what you're really worth, you get something better and for something better to emerge in your life. So you have to say no to the things that are merely good or average. That's the enemy of success. People say yes to average and purely good. And that's why they don't attract amazing. It's easy to say no to terrible opportunities. That's easy. The hard part is to say no to good or average opportunities. And if this video served you, could you smash like and subscribe to the channel down below. We do more videos on productivity, business, success. So I'd love for you to smash subscribe down below, hit that notification bell. And then what I recommend you do is watch this video on the eight reasons why smart people fail. You'll love it.
There's so much value in that, and I'll see you in the next one.